I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. episode uh emergency makes it sound bad i don't know if that's the right word uh a surprise episode of the Bucknuts morning five no happy hour today we're not going that long but if you missed it news from ohio state today ohio state athletic director gene smith announces he will retire effective the end of june 2024 so next summer Steve, uh, I went into that press conference thinking we were going to talk about realignment and Oregon and Washington. We did. We We did did talk about that a little bit. bit, But you've covered Gene his entire tenure. He, (laughs) funny when you asked a question, he, hey, Steve. And, uh, you know, you said you remembered his his introductory press conference. Your reaction initially to this when when he made the announcement that he was going to step down? Yeah, I still have the copy of Bucknuts the Magazine from uh, the summer of 2000 or the spring of 2005 when he was selected to be the successor to Andy Geiger, and Andy Geiger had built up the Schottenstein Center, and they'd renovated Ohio Stadium, and they'd done so many things under his watch, and you wondered, well, what was next for Gene Smith? And obviously, there have been a tremendous amount of upgrades and different things that have happened here at Ohio State over the last, it's going to be 19 full years by the time he retires in a year from now, in July of 2024, and he's overseen Uh, Just a lot of transformations and different things. It hasn't been without controversy. I mean, he got the job on the heels of the Troy Smith uh, added benefits situation that happened uh, there in late 2004. Karen Holbrook, the president, was looking for somebody to take the fall for all that. Andy Geiger graciously did that and kind of rode off into the sunset. And uh, Gene Smith took over uh, from there. But obviously, the end of the Jim Trestle regime in 2011, May of 2011, I finally caught up with Jim Trestle, and he was drummed out after the Tatgate situation. Right. And he had the Urban Meyer and Zach Smith situation in 2018. Urban stepped away from football at the end of the 2018 season, uh, citing some health issues, but you also just wonder the way that whole situation was handled. Uh, from start to finish, uh, not to blame Gene Smith or anybody, but just the, you know, Urban's treatment by the university wasn't, you know, what a lot of people thought it should have been. 
and uh, Gene was put in a position of having to find somebody to replace Urban Meyer, and he turned right there and saw Ryan Day, who stood in for him for three games earlier in that 2018 season and made the, the pick, and Day's been uh, pretty much a home run. I mean, three playoff appearances in four years and a couple of Big Ten championships in four years, and now going into this season as the number four team in the country, right in the hunt, you would think, uh, to get right back there and do all that again this year. So if not contend or win the national championship this year, if everything falls into place. And Ryan Day had a little bit of an update in that regard after the Gene Smith information. But uh, you just think about all the programs that were built up, all the winning that was done across the board at Ohio State. I think second in the Director's Cup this year. Third. Third in the Director's First Cup. Uh, they had their best APR rating, he said, this year. Yep. Uh, just how many people's lives have been touched, uh, everything that's happened here at Ohio State, upgrades across the board, every way that you could possibly look at it. Uh, they're making money hand over fist with licensing and everything, and I know some of that rubs people the wrong way when you talk about ticket revenue and parking and everything else, but uh, you know they turned a $20 million profit on the heels of losing $60 million over the COVID uh, episode, which... You know, who could have foreseen that? Right. But, uh, you know, I would grade him an A-, minus, B plus uh, athletic director. I don't think that there's a whole heck of a lot more that could have happened on his watch. I mean, they could have won a couple more football national championships, and the basketball program could be a perennial, you know, Final Four contender. But, you know, we're, we're, we're picking nits at that right. point. Ohio State's never had all that. So, you know. Uh, to where they're in the national championship hunt uh, most years. So uh, I think it's been a pretty successful run for Gene Smith. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, you mentioned basketball, but in the press release it listed kind of the the Big Ten championships other sports have won, national championships other sports have won. When he was asked about his most proud moments, he mentioned the national championship in football, but he also talked about men's volleyball and and wrestling and, and things like that. Yeah. You're overseeing the biggest athletic department in the country, and we probably don't give him enough credit for that. But he's sustained a, a pro, something that no one else in the country is doing in terms of the size. Can you kind of put into perspective what that means, having covered some of those other sports that, that maybe we don't talk about enough? Yeah, it takes a lot of money, obviously, to be able to uh, to, uh, to to sustain 36 athletic sports at a university like Ohio State. And they've been outstanding with fundraising in that regard. Uh, They have done everything that they can. Uh, Really, as he said, uh, to give, uh, he he didn't think when he got here that Ohio State was necessarily preparing athletes across the board for success after college, perhaps like they could have. And they've put a lot of things in place. You know, we asked him, I asked him, he he once said he didn't want to be part of a model where the athletes were, paid employees that he wanted to get out before that happened. And it is kind of moving in that direction. When you talk about the amount of money in television that the Big Ten is going to generate, there's no reason why that money isn't trickling down directly to the student athletes who are putting on the show. They deserve that money. But Gene also said that they have a sign outside the meeting room, the, the circle or whatever it is. There's nine areas where they provide support away from football where the athletic athletes in terms of nutrition, psychological, academic, everything else that goes into this. And, um, you know, Nick Saban made the comment a few years ago that 
that they invest $400,000 a year per player. 100 players times 400,000 is about $40 million. And it sounds about right for yeah, what a, a sure. football program like this one, maybe even more in the last couple of years. He says everything seems to go up 5% a year. So uh, to me, to be able to sustain all these programs, provide all that support for all their student athletes, I, I think you, you've got to just tip your hat to what they've been able to do. And, uh, you know, I, I think it, it kind of speaks for itself, the success that they've had you know, in providing that support has led to success on the field across all of these sports. I mean, women's basketball is at the highest point it's been, probably back to Katie Smith playing in the national championship game in 1993. And, uh, you know, that's just one example, as you said, so many others and so many others that are on the rise, like baseball got a, is getting a fresh start. And uh, so many other uh, programs here that, that are going to move in that direction because of the things he's put in place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ryan Day talked about the the need for an athletic director that he can connect with. Um, he had that with Gene, who obviously played football at Notre Dame, so he understands football. I assume if you talk to Chris Holtman or, or any of the other coaches, they, they would look for that too. I imagine there's already some thought being put into who is going to be the next athletic director. I don't know if you have names you want to throw out. Well, yeah, out, but... there's, there's a few that I think about. And uh, I asked Ryan Day, point blank, at the end of the press conference, yeah. and you can see it. It'll be up on the website here just momentarily. I said, do you want to be involved in the employment process? Not only the athletic director, but this place needs a U University president. Yep. You know, they're churning them through here every three or four years, Drake and Christina Johnson. Does anybody want this job? You know, and that's a big question considering some of the crap that's happened here with uh, you figure you've had some good people in in that position and kind of run them out on a rail for whatever reason. But uh, that's just my little side view. But um, I asked him, does he want to be involved? He said, no, we've got board of trustees that is very qualified and they'll take care of that. They'll handle that. And he says, my job is to coach this football team. Right. And at the same time, though, he's 
you know, in a $10 million a year job, and he's got a lot of sway here in the direction of this university and can really kind of, you know, take the bull by the horns. He'll want somebody that he can work with. He and Gene had a great rapport. Gene gave him the shot of a lifetime in uh, 2018, late 2018, to take over as the head coach. The names I think about, Diana Sabo just yesterday took the head, the uh, athletic job, director job at Utah State after being an assistant commissioner, the right-hand person to the commissioner in the Big Ten office in Chicago. She probably knew something was coming down with Gene. Maybe she'll do that for a year and then be selected to come here and be the first female athletic director at, at Ohio State. A couple of others, Martin Jamon is at UCLA. Uh, he was a right-hand guy for Gene here for a while, went to Boston College, hired uh, Halfley there. Then went to UCLA, working with Chip Kelly, who's also a Ryan Day guy out there at UCLA. Maybe that's a seamless transition. Pat Chun goes back a ways. He's at Washington State. And they're being orphaned out there with the Pac-12 kind of going away. Uh, Pat Chun's going to be looking to jump off of that ship. And if he has any support back here in Columbus, uh, you know, he's been gone over a decade. We'll see. But uh, those are three names I think of right away. And uh, to be honest, you need somebody. Uh, I wouldn't say you need the Texas AD or, you know, the Alabama AD or, you know, the Georgia AD. But you need somebody who is football related and also broad based because this thing is experience. 36 sports. You don't want somebody having their first uh, AD job necessarily being here at Ohio State. And it wasn't that way really for uh, Andy Geiger or Gene Smith the last two. Uh, it was for Jim Jones, who just kind of took over when Rick Bay uh, left there in 87. But, uh, you know, Jones had been here forever. I don't know if there's anybody on staff who is necessarily number one, number two in line behind Gene to take it over. It would have been Diana a few years ago, but she went to the Big Ten. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. You've got a wife's birthday lunch yeah. to get to. You get out of here. I'm going to talk some talk about Talk football, teams. yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for jumping on. Happy birthday, Amy. Yep. I'm coming to, coming to lunch right now. All right. Thanks, Steve. Uh, he's he's hurrying out of here. Um, transitioning over to what we heard from Ryan Day today, and I'll just kind of hit some quick hitters on this, and then we'll get out of here. But the biggest news I thought coming out of the Ryan Day press conference, which, as Steve mentioned, will be the video will be up on Bucknuts here shortly. Uh, the, the tackle position, something we've talked about a lot, both on our site, on the BM5, on the happy hour. The Ryan Day said that they are moving some guys around there, which is interesting because I think most people would have told you Josh Fryer seems pretty entrenched as the left tackle. He said actually as much, I wrote about this earlier, this offseason, that he believes he's a starting left tackle, even though the coaches hadn't anointed him as such. Um, and then the competition at right tackle was Zen Mikowski, who was the guy we saw taking first team reps when we were out there for the first day of practice, Tegra Shibola, and then transfer Josh Simmons or Jimmy Simmons, as he apparently prefers to be called. We'll go with Jimmy Simmons here from going forward since there's so many Joshes in this competition, including Josh Fryer, the offensive line coach. But the the that has changed, it seems. Ryan Day said they are they're moving guys around, so Josh Fryer, not necessarily the guy um, in that in, as the left tackle. He's going to play a little bit of right tackle, some practice. And then Randy's also thrown into the mix Luke Montgomery, the freshman um, from Ohio, highly recruited guy, but as many of you know, offensive line, not a position that often has 
guys step in as true freshmen and play right away, start right away. Um, I'd have to go back and double check it, but it might have been Michael Jordan, the last true freshman to start, at least at the tackle position. I, again, I'd have to check that, but just off the top of my head, maybe there's been others since then. But Ryan Day was asked about, you know, does moving Josh mean Josh Fryer? Moving him around more mean that you are more confident in Luke Montgomery as potentially the starting left tackle here as a true freshman, uh, which would be quite the accomplishment. And you, you can then move Josh over to right, and maybe that cements things a little bit better. Um, plus, you can look forward a little bit and see, okay, then now we have a left tackle in, in Luke Montgomery for, for years. And Ryan Day wasn't quite ready to say that. Um, he did say they really like what Josh Simmons has, has brought to the team. Um, remember, he was not involved in spring practice. He was here in the summer after transferring from uh, San Diego State. Now, when we were out there for practice, we haven't been back out since the first day. Josh Simmons, again, was the first day, but he was taking second, third team reps behind Zed Mikowski and Tager Spola. Ryan Day also said Tager's done some good things and that there's been a lot of competition um, in that room. He was then asked if the, I think Steve asked him, the uh, group around the quarterbacks, meaning that offensive line, if, if they're getting what they need from that, and, and he said yes. Um, in a similar vein, Ohio State will have its first scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday, which is going to be big for the offensive lineman. And Ryan Day said that he believes coming out of that, he will have more answers when it comes to not just the offensive line, but specifically the offensive line. So we might have some uh, some more concrete thoughts from the head coach and uh, the kind of the, the way that that offensive line is shaping up better next week. The quarterback position, Ryan Day was asked at the end of the press conference if he thinks next week he would be able to name or he would like to be able to name a starting quarterback. He kind of took his time to answer that question, said, you know, he, he thinks he'll have a better idea. Um, he did say it's a big week for both Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. Bye, Steve. Uh, Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, not only the scrimmage, but, you know, you're just kind of getting into that second week. This was the first day of pads. So you're starting to kind of see some real football. Those guys are going to have to, um, you know, get into as much game-like situations as possible, which is what Ryan Day said from the beginning. It's just so hard to evaluate guys when you're not playing actual football. You're getting closer now with pads going on. The Buckeyes didn't tackle to the ground completely today, so you're still kind of feeling things out when it comes to those quarterbacks. Ryan Day said both guys have, have done some good things. It's kind of the, the what we've heard about these quarterbacks, what we've seen from these quarterbacks throughout this whole offseason. Um, you know, there hasn't been that, that level of separation, at least at least what they're saying, what we've seen. Uh, so I think the scrimmage will be big in terms of that. I don't know if you'll get a starting quarterback named next week, but I do think you're getting closer to, to something coming. Uh, flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, I asked Ryan Day about the safety position and kind of that group of Jihad Carter, Sonny Styles, and um, uh, Lathan Ransom that we've seen working together that in my mind seems to make sense to be either the starting group or a group that plays quite a bit because of their versatility. And, and Ryan Day talked about the versatility and mentioned Cam Martinez had a really good day today. And then he mentioned, I thought this was really interesting, Cody Simon, who's a linebacker, and Jordan Hancock, who is one of the three guys who I think is in the mix to, to start at cornerback, in with that group. So I don't know if Cody Simon is getting some work at, at kind of that nickel position when they go to heavier sets in order to just be ready for some of those teams like a Wisconsin that, that you know you may face though we don't know what Wisconsin is going to look like under the pickle, but some of those guys that line up in heavier sets, 
Um, and then Jordan Hancock is being tried out as the nickel if, if Denzel Burke and Davis and Igbenosin have kind of established themselves as the one-two at corner. But I thought it was interesting that he put those names in there. Uh, he did say he likes what he's getting from the secondary, which I think is a positive for the Buckeyes. Jim Knowles, uh, Perry Eliano, the safeties coach, have, have indicated that as well. Perry Eliano said just yesterday, and, and I wrote about this on Buck Duts, you know, we're going to be better than we were last year. Uh, when referring specifically to safeties with the secondary as a whole, and I think you expect that in year two with a lot of these guys in the Jim Knowles defense. Uh, so that was a lot of what Ryan Day said. You can go back and, and watch that video. Again, it'll be on Bucknuts and on our YouTube page. If It's probably already up. Steve probably already has it uploaded. Um, we want to do a quick podcast here. We may do more of these as, as things come out throughout the off, or through, throughout the rest of fall camp and into the season um, here at the WAC. But uh, we figured today was a good one with the, the Gene Smith surprising news coming out and then some good stuff from Ryan Day that I wanted to recap as well. So stay tuned to Buck Nuts. We'll have plenty of stuff still going up on Gene Smith, on stuff from today. Uh, thank you all for tuning in in the middle of your, what is it, Wednesday. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, Buck Nutters. Cheers. Five, 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 five,